Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Emmanuel. I'm back. Hi. Darling little Rose Cress has, if I am allowed to reveal, I actually don't know. I think she did reveal herself. She has laryngitis, so she's not allowed to speak. The doctor, in fact, told her, do shut up. (laughs) So she's not even allowed to whisper. So I said, you know what? I'm going to come back to my old stomping grounds. We're going to feel it out, you know. And then the first thing I pulled was Emmanuel, which... Tis the season, I guess. I guess rejoice. Rejoice that we get to spend a little bit more time together this week. Rejoice. Rejoice. I'm feeling great. I just saw the live action shorts, uh, the Oscar nominated short films. Really wonderful. My pick to win for if I vote my heart is the short film called Night of Fortune. But what I think is going to win is the Wes Anderson one, The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar. They're all good. You need to see them if you get an opportunity. Some of them, I think, are on Netflix. So go for it. Watch it. Rejoice. We pulled Emmanuel. I try to be as honest as possible with uh, this platform that I have been gifted. I try to be as honest as possible because there's, I just, it wouldn't feel right otherwise. And so when I have just like a sad day, I try not to hide it anymore, you know, because everybody has struggles. And I think hearing other people's struggles can help you feel a little less alone in the world. So I try to share as much as I can about the things that happen in my daily life, whatever, who cares. But I woke up today feeling great. I woke up today. I had a great weekend with one person in particular. Again, there she goes, letting a boy control her emotions. But no, I'm getting better. But this boy is really handsome and cute. And so anyway, we had a great time this whole week. Thursday event. I don't even remember Thursday. What the fuck happened on Thursday? Jesus Christ. Something. I had to do something on Thursday. Friday, my play. Saturday, my friend's birthday party. And then the Eagle. Sunday were the Precinct Awards where Felony Dodger did win Friendliest Bartender. So if you're a Tory fan who voted for him, thank you for doing that. He was. They said he was the clear front runner. So I was like, that's the Tory gaze that saw the post on Instagram. We love an online platform, don't we? We love an online poll. We invented it, basically. We invented getting Tori to the top. It was nice that uh, he won and he sent in a lovely acceptance speech video because there was really, I, I was joking that I was going to go accept an award for him if he won, but there was literally no world in which I would have done so because it was a room filled with fabulously dressed drag queens and very, very, very muscular, athletic go-go dancers and the people that love them. And I just did not, I would not have felt comfortable. You know, it was my black pants black shirt, puffy vest probably, jacket. No, no, not going to do it. That's my uniform. I wear that to make people feel comfortable. I wear that to give me, I wear the same thing almost every day. Like I have different, obviously I have a hundred of those shirts and a bunch of those same exact style and size of pant. And I wear it every day because it's less decision making that I have to do. It frees me up for other things. And then I think it makes people feel comfortable. Like they know what I'm going to be bringing to the table. You know, I don't think anybody actually cares except for me. But (laughs) anyway, we pulled Rejoice today. No, anyway, we pulled Emmanuel today. And it's not the holiday season, but it does have a little to offer, I think, in terms of what we can bring into today, which is the sense of wonder, the sense of hope, the hoping for Emmanuel. 
O come, O come, thou day spring bright, pour on our souls thy healing light, dispel the long night's lingering gloom, and pierce the shadows of the tomb. So they're calling for light. They're calling for hope. This song lives in that place of hope. So even in your darkest time, your darkness of night, or your shadowy tomb, this song is a prayer for hope and for light. So the way I see it is that we can't lose hope. A lot of things are bleak right now, obviously, the genocide happening in Palestine, our complicity in it, a lot of things, terrible things that are happening in the United States of America, not only outside of the country, but inside of the country as well. The way laws are being passed against women, the way laws are being passed against gay people and trans people, people of color. It's awful. It is all awful. And it is easy to lose hope, you know, especially when you're scrolling through, because, you know, I feel like here's my true belief. When I'm looking through Instagram and I see everybody posting, I'm so proud of everybody who can do that. I suffer from like a fear that like nothing that I do means anything. And I want to resolve that issue. Like nothing that I post on social means anything in the greater scheme of things. However, I don't necessarily agree with that if I sit down and like unpack that, which is if you post something, it shows a sense of solidarity with people who are marginalized. And it, and it shows a sense of solidarity with people who are hurting and that they know you're an ally. I used to, I've told this story before, and please don't judge me. I come from a different time. I come from the 1920s, but I was really resistant in probably like 2018, my workplace strongly encouraged, they didn't make it mandatory, or maybe they did make it mandatory and then changed that part, but um, to put your pronouns in your email signature. And I came from a time when I was a young closeted gay, even though I came out really early, I came out as bisexual. (laughs) Um, I was still a little afraid of the gay moniker, but I would use they, them pronouns to identify the partner that I was with, which was always a man. And when people would be like, oh, who'd you go out with? Oh, they're really cute and they're really nice. And they, you know, I would never say he, he is really cute. He's really nice. I was really afraid of it. So they, them is in ingrained well when I when I was a kid they then was ingrained in my mind as being a way to hide so as the conversation as the American dialogue shifted I was a little resistant to the use of the they them pronoun until I started working with kids and I'm just being honest here I've grown so much we've all grown so much so I have to be kinder to that version of myself who was resistant to that because I did learn and I did change and I did grow but there was one teenager in particular and I said this a couple yesterday I recorded that I think on Sunday anyway this kid who was one of the very first kids I ever worked with in this program, who is now in a full a full ass adult, over 21. I was shocked because she was like, let's go get a drink. I'm like, excuse me, child. She's the one I hired at for my show to do the tech. Anyway, this kid really changed a lot of my opinions on a lot of things. And that's the power of the youth. And I will, that's why, you know, that's why, that's why you've got to really treat the youth, <laughs> the youth. Okay, grandpa, treat the youth with respect. You know, you can learn so much. I think, anyway, so her name is Evelyn. And at the time, she used to use they, them pronouns in high school. Now she goes by she, her. But at the time, Evelyn used to use they, them pronouns. And I immediately, once she said that in class, I immediately understood that the signature, that putting my pronouns in my email signature would signal to kids when I would write an email or whatever, 
would signal to them that I was a safe place, that I was a safe person that understood the changing dialogue, you know? And I really wanted them to feel safe around me, and I wanted them to feel like they had a person that they could trust, you know? I wanted them to trust me, you know, because you can't do theater without trust. I wanted to just uh, make sure that they felt safe. So that almost instantly changed my opinion, and I suddenly saw, I just like had to see it, you know? I suddenly understood it. So. It's that sense of solidarity, I think, that people posting into the void, but it does ring in someone's ears, or it can or it may ring in someone's ears and signal that you are on their side. You know, even if it's not personally affecting you, although it is, you know, it's affecting all of us because this world is, uh, it's getting worse. And I'm sorry if that, if you disagree with me, but I think that it's, uh, I think that we, I just have that vague pit in my stomach that I got the day that Donald Trump won, you know, in 2016. I have that knot in my stomach again. So I don't know. I don't know where we're headed. I don't know what's going to happen. But I want to make sure that I'm on the right side or the side that I can be proud of, the side that I deem is right. And I want people to know, I want people to know that I'm an ally of justice and I'm an ally of humanity because I really think the other side is despicable. I think the other side is just inhuman. So I want to make sure that no one thinks I'm on that side. And so in that posting into the void, if you want to call it that, I think it can offer a little ray of hope to someone who is in a dark time. And same with kind of just talking about my honest thoughts, you know, that I struggle with feeling lonely and I struggle with feeling sad and I know that that's a product of my age and getting to be a certain age and I know that that's a product of not having a partner at this point in my life and not being in the position like the the place in my life that I thought I would be when I looked when I, when I was younger you know and then also my location because people do come to LA and then they do leave LA and people always leave LA. So all of the friends I've made along the way, most of them have left. And if the ones that I have here in LA have lives, you know, we all have our own lives. And how much do I need from a person? How much do I need someone to be there? So that's what I struggle with, you know, being okay alone, being by myself and having it be the best time you know, and really absorbing the moments that I have with others for what they are, really cherishing those moments. So that's why I talk about that stuff here. And hopefully it's a light of hope for someone. If not, it's a light of hope for me, because at least it helps me to reframe, honestly, like my actual thoughts. So today is about hope. Today, don't lose hope. Today is about knowing that the world is bleak or knowing that your situation, whatever you're going through may be bleak but that it's important to have hope that there is a light that will come, Emmanuel. It will come. And I can't ignore the Israel appearance in this song, you know, and I think that that's what led me to talk about Palestine today. I think that we, it's just really, really, um, it's really unfortunate. It's really awful. I don't know. There's nothing else that can be said about it, I don't think. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have the best Tuesday. And, ooh, I forgot, it's Tuesday, two for Tuesday. I haven't done this in so long. Rose, Rose, I'm doing a two for Tuesday. Okay, that's where we pull a second, I know, you hear the torical. 
I haven't sent it to Rose yet. I'm really attached to it. This beautiful bag by Jillian Doty. The feel of these chips. Yes, I do pull the songs for Rose every week. I'm going to send it to her. I already have a little box picked out for it that I'm going to send when I send the mailing. So don't worry, Rose. It's coming your way. But thank God I had it today. How fortuitous, huh? Two for Tuesday. The second song and the category where you must have hope is... The second song is... Never Seen Blue. Have hope in love. Your love situation... That is directly towards me. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. There was a boy that I liked. I talked about this yesterday. Whatever. Fine. And, you know, we had some intimate moments and then he uh, kind of backed away, which is cool and it's fine. And I'm happy to be friends with him. I'd like to be friends with him, but it's a little awkward right now. However, in the midst of it all, there is this other person that I've really liked for a long time that is really handsome and really sweet. And we get along so well, and we like a lot of the same things. And we've had the most synchronistic day today. It's wild. And like, I, I, okay, I'm just gonna tell you, I texted him. I said, when your throat feels better, you and I should go eat at this restaurant, this Indian restaurant down the street from my house called Bad Mash. And he said, shut up. I was just thinking earlier, I wish I wasn't sick so me and Ephraim could go get Bad Mash. And I'm like, shut up up the synchronicity of that and i said well it's funny because i was actually thinking this earlier too but i didn't send this text when i thought about it first so i wonder if we were thinking at the exact same time anyhow then that's one thing is that cute oh my god it's meant to be anyway the second thing <laughs> i was coming home from the movies tonight and my neighbor walked into the building as I was saying goodbye to my friend, I said goodbye to her. And so he heard that I was coming in and he waited in the hallway by the elevator, did not page the elevator. He's like, come on, neighborino, let's go. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you were waiting to page the elevator for me. So then, you know, it's like that awkward, like rush, like, oh, sorry. So then I'd never talked to this guy in my entire life, this neighbor. I've maybe seen him. I never had logged him. So he was like, I know you, we've, we've met before, right? And I'm never gonna make someone feel embarrassed. So I was like, yes, of course, how you been? He's like, remind me your name. I said, it's Ephraim, remind me yours. He's like, Vince, I'm like, nice to meet you. We had a short ride in the elevator. He's like, I saw you at the gym, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. He's like, get it, my bro, get it, my bro. And I was like, yeah, but you know, it never sticks. And he's like, you're telling me, brother. And he was holding this like whole pizza and like this box of garlic nuts from this place called Brazo Pizza, which I don't eat pizza, so I've never been there, but I was making conversation. And he had just said, I had just said it never sticks, so I thought it's a time to like talk about the pizza. So I said, how is Brazo? Is it good? He's like, oh man, it's the fucking best pizza. Fuck Joe's. And Joe's is this pizza place by my house that everybody that would go in this area would go to Joe's because it's right next door. He's like, fuck Joe's. And I'm like, no way. He's like, here, take a garlic knot. And he like held the elevator with his foot while he was getting out. He's like, take a garlic knot. I'm like, no man, I'm totally good. I just ate. He's like, take a garlic knot, take a fucking garlic knot. So I said, all right, because I'm not going to, I just wanted to, I wanted to get home. So I was like, okay. And then he like started to walk away. He's like, oh, wait. And he came back and he's like, here, have this. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, some sauce. Cause I love marinara sauce, but I didn't eat it. Anyway, I get in my house, this greasy garlic knot in my hand. I had to fish out my keys, open the door, immediately toss the garlic knot in the trash. Cause I can't eat dairy and I'm not eating that kind of stuff right now. I'm on a fitness journey because my doctor is going to kill me. So... I tossed the garlic knot in the garbs and I washed my hands. And then I texted this boy that I like and I said, how was the rest of your day? And he said, oh, I ate too much pizza. I said, where'd you go? My neighbor just told me that Brazos is better than Joe's. Actually, he said, fuck Joe's. And he said, are you kidding me? I went to Brazos for the first time after only exclusively going to Joe's. And I'm like, wow face, like what? 
And he's like, the synchronicity today. So now, obviously, I have confirmation from the universe that he is the right one for me, that we are getting married probably in summer of 2025. He's very, very lovely. We're actually, he's the one I'm going to Eurovision with. So watch out. Watch out, world. I do like him a lot. Whatever. But in the darkness of feeling lonely, I failed to see a light, you know? I failed myself by allowing myself to let the darkness take over last week or whatever, you know? You can't let yourself down. You cannot let yourself down. You have to see the hope. You have to, sometimes you have to struggle to find it, but there is hope there, I promise. So yeah, I like that kid. I like him a lot. And we spent most of the weekend together and it was fun. So good on hope, good on light, good on all of us. Never seen blue and Emmanuel. Never seen Emmanuel. Never seen hope. No, Emmanuel seen blue. Uh, I'll decide later. Okay, have a good day. Bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.